Welcome into the That's Good Podcast. I'm your host, James Finneral, here to preview the 2023 PGA Championship. Before diving into this week's preview, we'll take a quick look back at last week's event, the AT&T Byron Nelson, where Jason Day took it home his first victory in five years on the PGA Tour. One shot win there at the Byron Nelson, playing some very solid golf. He had one bad week at the Wells Fargo, which we called was a fluke in our best bet segment, and that was certainly proven true. Been a top 20 machine and a top 10 machine. Ball striking has looked great. The putter has been red hot, and it seems like he's mentally in the right place right now. And he has won the PGA Championship in the past, won in 2015 at Whistling Straits. So certainly look out for Jason Day this week. A big congratulations to him for getting back in the victory column there. Moving along to our event this week, the PGA Championship. The defending champion is Justin Thomas. Had that incredible comeback last year at Southern Hills. Beat Will Zalatoris in a playoff. Really impressive stuff there. He's looking to defend his title this week. However, we will be without another PGA champion, Tiger Woods. Underwent successful surgery on his ankle. There's no timeline for his recovery, but he will not be in the field this week. We hope he recovers and we can see him out here again in the future. So wishing him the best of luck on his recovery. Then, Live Golf back in the field. You have 16 players in the field this week at the PGA Championship after Paul Casey recently withdrew. And Live Golf had a very solid showing at the Masters. Brooks Kepka was in control for a while, ends up tied for second, along with Phil Mickelson. That was the biggest surprise of the tournament, at least in my eyes. And the last time we saw him at the PGA Championship, had that historic win at the Ocean Course at Kiowa Island. So Phil Mickelson looking for some redemption this week as well. Then you had Patrick Reed finish tied for fourth. Joaquin Neiman was in the top 20. It wasn't shocking to see them have some solid finishes here because they do have some great players on that tour. However, I think they made definitely made a statement that week with some of the contenders up there at the Masters. So we'll see if one of those guys can take home the victory this week and how that kind of shifts the balance of power between the two tours. Always going to be a storyline to look out for as the live players will be playing in all of the majors this season. Looking at the course, Oak Hill Country Club East Course, Rochester, New York, designed by Donald Ross, a par 70, around 7,400 yards. And this course has gone over plenty of renovations over the years. Most recently, architect Andrew Green was a major part of these renovations, removed a ton of trees on the course, so a much more open property, much like Donald Ross had designed in the beginning. And then they had the bunkers redone to appear more like Ross's design as well. And then, of course, added distance for this major championship So this course is going to play very different from the last time we saw it at a PGA Championship in 2013. And this is an all-around test. It's no surprise with all these major championship courses, they are all-around tests. Looking at the metrics here, off the tee, both accuracy and distance will be at play this week. The fairways won't be the easiest to hit. There are bunkers in the fairway that you really want to avoid this week. You want to create that ideal setup for your second shot. So I think driving accuracy certainly should be emphasized this week. And then also distance. We have a par 70, around 7,400 yards. That is pretty long. We've got some long par 3s there, some monster par 5s, and some deep par 4s as well. So the guys who can put it out there far and accurately, certainly setting themselves up for success this week. And then approach play, typically the most important metric, and it certainly will be this week once again. The best iron players are going to be towards the top of the leaderboard. But also, around the green game is certainly going to be emphasized as well because It's going to be tough to pepper these greens all week long. You're going to need to have your short game to back it up when you are missing these greens. Then you have the wind is going to be blowing this week. Increased winds throughout the weekend in the forecast right now. They're saying they're going to blow in different directions depending on the day. It's tough to measure how well certain players will play in the wind. But I think that even 
puts more of an emphasis on your approach play. Guys who are in complete control of their golf ball are certainly going to be the ones that fare well at Oak Hill this week. Moving along to our favorites via the DraftKings Sportsbook, we have Scotty Scheffler at 7-1, John Rahm 7.5-1, Rory McIlroy 14-1, Patrick Cantlay and Xander Shoffley at 16-1, Brooks Kepka 20-1, Tony Finau 22-1, and Jason Day 28-1. Our best bet from last week, Jason Day to finish in the top 20. These are the best bets when you pick a top 20, a top 10, a top 30, and that player ends up winning the golf tournament. So it was a no sweat for us. And the show is kind of on fire right now. We've hit four best bets in a row dating back to the Zurich Classic. So we're playing with house money this week. However, we would love to have this streak continue. And for the major championship, I have delivered both a matchup and a prop. I'll start out with our matchup here. We have Cameron Young minus 112 over Jason Day. On FanDuel, this is an even matchup as in J-Day is going off at 112 as well. The matchups were very difficult to choose from this week. Any of the matchups that I felt strongly about were minus 150 or greater. So I'm going to take a risk here at this major championship. As we just mentioned, Jason Day cashed for us last week at the Byron Nelson. So I'm not really fading him here. This is a more, more of a play on Cameron Young. Obviously Day coming off that win, playing some solid golf. But I think Cameron Young is simply built for this course and this event. I missed on him at the Wells Fargo when I thought the course was tailor-made for him, but that was also the first time this season that he has lost strokes on approach. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that is a fluke because his ball striking has been ridiculous. I think his distance will really benefit him this week. The course is going to play extremely long, especially when you're hitting into the wind. If anyone's going to challenge those monster par fives, it's going to be Cameron Young. And this is a guy who is going to contend when he putts around average with the field. And he's also shown up in the majors recently, coming off a tied for seventh at the Masters and a second place at the Open Championship last season. So I think he's becoming more comfortable on the big stage. And I think he has a legitimate chance to win this golf tournament. As I said, Jason Day is playing great. But could we see a little bit of a hangover heading into such a big event? Possibly. So I'm going to bet on Cameron Young this week just because I think he is going to have a really good chance to win this entire thing. So Cameron Young over Jason Day at minus 112 as our matchup of the week. Our next best bet on the docket, Matt Fitzpatrick to finish inside the top 30 at minus 120, also on FanDuel. We saw him have a little bit of a slump earlier in the season with that neck injury, but clearly come back from that, won the RBC Heritage, finished tied for 10th at the Masters, and he's got the all-around game. Not any one metric is jumping out right now, but been very solid in all areas of his game and he's also becoming a big game hunter won the u.s open last year at the country club been inside this top 30 number in his last five outings at major championships and he's actually been inside the top 15 in four of those outings so completely comfortable in these big time moments and i also enjoy the setup this week and the conditions it's a different course than the country club of course but that was certainly a grueling test with difficult conditions I expect somewhat of a similar test here, and a guy like Matt Fitzpatrick is going to be able to deal with that better than a lot of the other players out there. So Matt Fitzpatrick as one of our best bets to finish inside the top 30 at minus 120. Looking at our pick to win from last week, we had Terrell Hatton finish tied for fifth. This is another nice winner pick for the show. He went off in the last two rounds, shot 65 and 64. So a little bit of a faster start on Thursday and Friday, and he might have won that whole thing. But we'll take another top five finish for our winner pick. We would certainly like that this week. But I'm sure this guy has even higher expectations. Our pick to win this week is John Rahm, 7.5 to 1. Just the best player in the world. He's had a dominant stretch here, five victories, including his win at the Masters. 
He had that little stretch of golf that brought up some questions at the Arnold Palmer Invitational and then withdrawing at the players, but then answered all those questions at the Masters. And then his hangover after the Masters was a tied for 15th at the RBC Heritage, which is a designated event, and then goes second place at Mexico, losing to only a red-hot Tony Finau. So if there are any questions about Rahm's form, they've certainly been answered now. Back to his dominant setup. And I think also this course is going to play very well for him this week. Long course, no problem for Rom. Ball strikers course, no problem for Rom. Short game, having to rely on that is also no problem for him. Having to deal with the tough conditions and having complete control of your golf ball should be no problem for Rom as well. It all sets up well. Of course, I also think Scotty Scheffler should be right in the mix too. Those guys have kind of separated themselves from the pack. But I'm going to give the edge to John Rom this week. The only reason I would hesitate on picking him as my winner is just how hard it is to win the first two majors of the year. And if he did, wow, we would have to have some different discussions about him and that historic season would keep just getting better and better and climbing up the list of the all-time greats. So we're going to take John Rahm as our pick to win at the PGA Championship at 7.5-1. to one. Our dark horse pick from last week was Brandon Wu, finished tied for 23rd. This is another nice dark horse pick. The segment has kind of been rolling. We've been getting guys inside that top 40 threshold pretty consistently. We've had some top 30s, 20s, and we also had Tommy Fleetwood at the Wells Fargo finish tied for fifth. And the familiar name will show up again because Tommy Fleetwood is our dark horse pick of the week once again. Playing some great golf. Use him as a dark horse at the Wells Fargo, as I just mentioned. I still think he's flying a little bit under the radar. His recent individual stroke play events have gone very well. Finished tied for fifth at the Wells Fargo, tied for 15th at the RBC, 33rd at the Masters, tied for third at the Valspar. And the even better sign is his metrics here. Really solid ball striking in all of those events. He had everything going at the Wells Fargo, but has consistently had the ball striking going all season long. And he's also an underrated big game hunter. He doesn't have a major championship on his resume, but we've seen him in the mix, including most recently last year, tied for fifth at the PGA Championship at Southern Hills and tied for fourth at the Open Championship at St. Andrews. So he's definitely not afraid of the big moment. I would not be shocked to see him push himself into contention this week. One of the most consistent guys in that dark horse range of over 50 to 1. So Tommy Fleetwood, our dark horse pick of the week at the 2023 PGA Championship at 60 to 1. Now for these major championships, I like to do a super long shot, which is any player outside of 100 to 1 odds to win the tournament. And this one is going to make someone in the audience extremely happy if he is listening this week. And it is Bryson DeChambeau, 110 to 1. Playing on the Live Tour, when he went there, he was honestly regarded right up there with Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Cameron Smith. But he has certainly cooled off this season, and that's why we find him in this super long shot range. But I think this could be an interesting week for him. He's coming off his best finish of the season on the Live Tour, 7th at their event out in Tulsa. And he's a player who rides off momentum. If he's not in good form, he can get in his own head and it can certainly go downhill for him. But if he gets into a rhythm, he can certainly do damage. And, and in the super long shot range, we'll take a shot that maybe he found something last week and he could ride that momentum into the PGA Championship. Also, hearing that Oak Hill is drawing some comparisons to a fellow New York course, Wingfoot, which is where Bryson DeChambeau completely dismantled the course and dominated the U.S. Open. So if these two courses play similar in any type of way, I will certainly roll the dice on Bryson DeChambeau as the super long shot this week because when this guy is in good form, he's up there with some of the elites in the game. So Bryson DeChambeau, our super long shot pick of the week at the PGA Championship at 110 to 1. 
that just about wraps up this preview of the 2023 PGA Championship. I will be back next week with a preview of the Charles Schwab Challenge. Thank you guys, as always, so much for tuning in. Leave a five-star review if you don't mind, and I'll catch you next time on the That's Good Podcast. <laughs>